Uh, today's show, recognizing toxic dating patterns, how to break up better, and how to handle rejection. Pammy, you've never been rejected, have you? Never. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned and find out why she's never been rejected. Bum, 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 bum. Love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. That one, that was perfect. I think we finally got it down. I think so. Yeah. Oh dear lord. Always so much fun. Gosh. I I love the fall. Oh, me too. Yeah, but you're already ready for Christmas. I see. Okay, you everybody. These guys. What one? You've got one little spot. Yes, for, that's my yes. fall table. You've got a fall table, and the rest of the apartment is ready for winter is coming. Ho ho ho! Yes. I got oh my, my Christmas gosh. tree up, which I should have it plugged in. It looks so pretty. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's a cute tree. I got it at uh, uh, Hobby Lobby or Michaels or yeah. one of those stores. Oh, they always have really good deals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was less than a hundred bucks, three pieces. Snap, snap, yep. snap. You know, and it's that real tall, skinny one. I think what I like about it, Pammy, is that it, one, it was pre-lit, which exactly what I heard about pre-lit is exactly now what has happened to mine, which yes. the lights now long no longer work. Mm -hmm. So I have to actually put lights on a pre-lit. Oh. Anyway, so I have to string lights on it now, but whatever. But what I like about it is it has a lot of fake trees look like so fake. Yes. And this one looks real because there's three different types of branches. So it looks very real. And then the, you know, those, uh, ac not acorns, but what are those the things? Pine cones? Yeah. The pine cones are in there. Um, yeah, it's just like, I just really thought it looked, looked as real as a fake tree could look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, and yeah, it's skinny. It's, it's like really apartment friendly. I love the skinny ones. And we had, I bought one probably three years ago. It lasted three years we lost the lights last year the year before so it only really lasted like two seasons then lost a row of lights and then last year i think there was another row out and so i said at the end of this we're throwing it away yeah. it was 50 dollars at michael's or something yeah. like that you know it was a so now i don't have a tree and i'm and honestly like i'm almost I don't know. I'm not going to be Scrooge, but I, yeah. I'm kind of like, do I really want to put a tree up? You could do other I, things. I, I probably will end up doing that. I wish I'd have known I this. I don't want to have to go shopping for a tree. <laughs> yeah. I just had one of our, what's so cool about this apartment where I live anyway, the apartment living, when people are, have something good that they just don't want anymore, mm -hmm. um, or if they're moving, the they just put it downstairs and say free take it if you want it we do the same thing chris oh is okay it must be like yeah. an apartment thing it's so sense. great like i i got there was a christmas tree down there not too long ago oh yeah well, really cool shoot. i know really cute christmas <laughs> <My> shopping <laughs> would have been done i love shopping don't get me wrong i love shopping but there's just something i don't know i think it's just i'm not ready for it yet i think once halloween is over and we're getting closer to thanksgiving that i'll be in the mood and yeah. then i'll be like okay let's go do this but, sure Right now, I'm just like, yeah, not so much yet. I'm, I'm, it's funny. It gets earlier and earlier for me when I put the Christmas tree up. Usually I do it November 1st, which most people consider early, but we'll give you a grace period because sure. it makes sense. There's nothing really between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Well, then I just keep backing it up. I'm like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and then this year, I just did it honestly because my storage unit got broken into. You know about that. And 
I, my Christmas decor was really the only thing that I left in there. Everything else I took to a more secure location. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put that up. Like, let's just put it up. So <laughs> Jessica comes home one day and she's like, oh, it's Christmas <laughs> it's already. Christmas. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yes. I said, but the, the, the kitchen table is remaining fall. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'm not much. I like Halloween. Like I'm going to, I'm dressing up. I bought some, I'll have to show you before I, before oh, you fun. go. I've got a, a, pi a pirate outfit. Of course. And yeah, so I'm doing that. That's why I'm growing <laughs> all this out. So I'm doing yes. a pirate outfit for that. And, uh, Oh shoot. I think I have, I think I have a pirate, like a men's pirate outfit still. Do you? Yeah. I think I have. Let me know from, what pieces you have. Cause oh I, my gosh. I bought, I brought a separate shirt and separate pants. I didn't buy like an okay. outfit. Okay. I bought separate. So if I, I can good dig stuff. to it, I don't even know where the tub is, honestly. Yeah. I know it's in storage. Do you have a sword, you think? Oh, I'm sure. Like, Ooh, see, that's yeah. what I need. I need a sword and then, then the head wrap. Okay. But yeah, I'll look. Everything else, I everybody thinks I look like a pirate already anyway. Yeah, so. you're halfway there. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't have any plans for uh, Halloween parties this year, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah. I have a Maybe we gotta go do something. I've got a workshop that weekend, so I'm busy, Claire, until Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll find out from Jessica. Maybe but we'll all dress Monday, up and go do, do yeah. something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, something like maybe that week, just go out for dinner dressed yeah. up. Oh, that'd just be for fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, seriously, go <laughs> yeah. out and get a little dinner and go out for <laughs> drinks. That'd be fun for me. Halloween to me, uh, I don't know why. I, why this is like this? I like groups though. Mm -hmm. It's like I, her, Jessica and I would go do something, of course. But Halloween, it's like, I don't know. It's like you want all your friends all dressed up and just go I do agree. something. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm free Monday night. So okay. that's Halloween. Well, I'll find out from so her tonight. Maybe we'll do a little Halloween do. party. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Adult Halloween party. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, Pammy, I'm always, you know, I love, I love our talks. I love talking about dating and relationships and love. And, and, um, especially as I, you know, get closer and closer to, to my wedding next year. Um, you know, I've just been given a lot of thought to relationships and, and not just where I'm at in my relationship, but you know, where you're at in your relationship. And I, I just did a premarital counseling session with a couple that that's getting married this weekend. And I, I get the unique opportunity to work with a lot of couples a lot. I do, I do a lot of weddings. And so I get information from all these couples, how they met, what was different about this relationship than other relationships? How did you know he was the one? How did you know she was the one? What all these, you know, I'm learning so that I can help other singles or other people that are out in the, the dating world. And this couple, it was fascinating because everybody meets for so many different ways. Some people meet through dating apps. Some people meet randomly. Some people are set up. Some people, whatever, like there's all these ways that people meet and this particular couple, I found it fascinating because it went against kind of the, a story that I, you know, you and I talk about what is your mindset? What are you looking for? So if you're looking for a hookup, then date that way. If you're looking for a committed relationship, date that way. If you're looking for a life partner, date that way. Well, this couple, when we got into their story, I started really drilling in, asking these questions because they met, um, I, actually I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly how they met. It might've been a dating app. 
but it might have been just random. Anyway, they started out as just a hookup couple. Like that was their thing. And after they were hooking up for a while, they just started catching feelings for each other. He more than her initially, because she was scared. She was like, I don't know if I want to let myself like this guy because, you know, it might not last. And I thought that was fascinating because, because of, you know, my story was <laughs> I lived the hookup phase and then I left that phase and then I, you know, more of a committed kind of thing. And then I left that phase and said, you know what? I really want to find my person. Um, and so it, it just, it was such a different, you know, it was just interesting, you know, that you just can't count out how you, how you meet your person. Right. Yeah. And there are exceptions to, I mean, everything that we talk about, there's always going to be an exception. Yeah. There's always going to be, you know, someone who that particular pattern or, you know, way of dating works for them, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. And that that's, it's important to be open. Yeah. I think you have to, I think you still need to have a mindset for what you're looking for. Yes. Because, you know, he, they both were looking for a hookup, which is what they got. Right. The rest of it just happened. Yeah. Organic. And that, and, yes. And that's great. But they both were there for a hookup. It wasn't one of them was for a hookup and one was for, you know, a life partner. Right. Like they both were yes, that's in a that good, same yes. space. So it's that's still, a good insight. It's still good to have that knowledge of where you're at. Yeah, they were compatible. But it doesn't mean you won't meet your person. Right. That way. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, I love the thing you just said about being open. It's that's really important. And some of their following kind of how the relationship developed came from what we've talked about many, many times, which is they found themselves compatible. They found themselves being interested in the same things, which is part of compatibility. They found the relationship to be easy, you know, easier, meaning you know, not difficult, not volatile. And I thought that's now that's fascinating because of the question that I asked them, I said, so how was he or how was she, you know, different than all the other people that you had dated? And they both almost unanimously at the same time said, yeah, it, it was just easy. Like we just got along. And I thought, man, how underwhelming that sounds, you know, how so just, bleh. but that's so true. That's same with like me and, and Jessica. I, I can't explain it. it. She was just so different than all the other girls that I dated who were all awesome. But it, there was just this ease of conversation and and all the other things that we talk about. There was an attraction. There was a, an energy between. There was all these other things there, too. But it was just easy, you know, easy to talk to, easy to hang out with. I felt super comfortable. And this couple was said the same thing about each other. They said, yeah, we just felt like really comfortable around each other. And I thought, huh, that's. Well, interesting that they didn't have high expectations in the beginning because it was a hookup, which, you know, I mean, if you're it's like you the kiddie pool, it, yeah, it's like a zero like, entry. Yes, exactly. And, and they just eased their way into probably what became a friendship because they, there was no expectation or heavy. Um, yeah, there were no heavy expectations on where the relationship was going to go. So it just happened organically. Yeah. I like what you said though. They both were on the same page with what they were looking yes, for. Yes. Yep. That that were when it. This is typically a bad thing, or not a bad thing. Typically, it doesn't work. 
where if you know if you're wanting a hookup and they're wanting a committed partnership you know that can be difficult because that person's constantly frustrated that they want more and you know if the person's like no i'm just wanting a, a you know a non-committal mm-hmm. type thing so i think you you're right you do have to be on the same page on what you're looking for and what happens down the road mm-hmm. like whatever yeah yeah the incompatibility happens when they're not there for the same reason yeah yeah that's fascinating all right so the three things we're going to talk about today is recognizing toxic toxic dating patterns that'll be interesting uh how to break up better or how to break up in a healthy way uh and then the third one is how to handle rejection uh-huh. you know <laughs> let's start with the rejection thing <laughs> because let's start with the most difficult one <laughs> yeah you know yeah, the most painful of of all three, probably. And I, I understand rejection. I've, I've been rejected. I have been the one to reject. Everybody has everybody listening who's ever dated has a been rejected and has, have been the one that to reject someone that they just didn't, whatever. I think if you can just internalize how it feels when you meet someone that you liked they were cool, but it just wasn't the, the the magic wasn't there for whatever reason. How you want to be gracious and kind, and you want them to respond in kind and be you know a kind person when you reject them or break up with them or whatever. Just keep that in mind whenever that person when someone else does it to you. Right. I don't know how yeah. else to. I've. And I'm not saying this, I'm not, I'm far, far, far from perfect. I've done a lot of, you know, things, right? But one thing I always did, at least kindly, is I always, when I was rejected, I always responded kindly. Always. There's not a woman on the planet that could say, that that sounds like I date a lot of people. I didn't do that many. <laughs> you know the the, the how, yeah the, however many the you know the, that I broke that broke up with me. I was always kind. As a matter of fact, my goal was always that their memory of me would be like you know what I broke up with Timmy and he was so nice, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd purposely would say you're a great person. Hey, I get it you know, yada, yada, whatever. Like I would just be so gracious and maybe also it's because, well, one, I think I'm a nice person. I think that's one thing. And I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Why would I, why would I want to, well, I, you're just a piece of shit anyway. You know, I've, I can't tell you the number of texts or emails that I have <laughs> seen from, from being in the, this world of coaching singles. I just can't, I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't get it. How a girl can break up with you speaking from my perspective and you be a dick and try to shame her. Well, she's just a hoe. Anyway, you, you, you just don't know what a good guy looks like. Blah, 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 blah. I don't understand. I literally can't, my brain cannot wrap around what that's about. Ego. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it so. is it, ego and, and not being able to manage emotions. I mean, yeah. that's even if she does it bad, Right. I mean, even if she's like, you're a dick, I don't want to be with you anymore. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I probably wouldn't shower them with kindness. At that point, I probably would be like, well, you're awesome. I would just be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've experienced the same as well. I've been on both sides of the breakup 
And there, there were a few that, you know, were a little bit more, they stung a little more is kind of how I, you know, put it. Sure. Because I really liked the person, but then there were some that it was just very clear that we were not compatible and it wasn't going to go anywhere. But I have always tried to be gracious in letting people know, you know, I appreciate everything. I enjoyed my time with you, you know, that kind of thing. I don't find, and I typically, you know, for me, it's, you're not, this doesn't align with my vision for a relationship. Yeah. It has nothing to do with who they are as a person. Most of the time, sometimes it does. Sometimes there are, you know, characteristics and values that don't align, but you know, it's, it's a matter of this is my decision and this is my life, you know, and you're free to go find someone, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm with you when someone breaks up with me, there's a reason for it. And I don't want to be with that person if they don't want to be with me. Like Exactly. Why would you want to shame someone back into relationship There's, with you that didn't no, want to be in a relationship no. with you? Yeah. I, I mean, they're out. Let them be out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to reel them back in. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is about ego. I, I also think some people, you know, the ghosting thing is is a thing because mm-hmm. that's easier than having to have this conversation. Yes. People don't like confrontation. They don't like all that stuff. Even in those situations, it depends on how it depends on the relationship. It, Hey, I don't think this is going to work out. Full honesty. You drink too much and it. That makes me uncomfortable. You know, my dad was an alcoholic, you know, whatever, whatever it might be the truth. That is tough to say, depending on where the relationship is. I wouldn't say that's even necessary. You could just say, Hey, it's not, this isn't what I'm looking for. I wish you the best. I mean, you could keep it just like Mm -hmm. that. Here's where I think people struggle. And I know this happened to me a few times to me and it happened how I felt like it was when I rejected, I got this when I was rejected, I felt this, I wanted more closure. Like I wanted to know like what the fuck was wrong like what like i was thinking this was going great right i mean which that's always the way it goes not always i mean that's typically how it would go right like why would they break up with me we were so great (laughs) but i i had that happen uh, a couple times where i was so curious like where where did this go wrong like especially when we weren't even sexual it was like we were just getting to know each other. Like we only had like a couple coffees and they were good coffees. Like what, what was it that, you know, wasn't working for you? Um, and not, and sometimes I would always check myself going, I, you know, I never want to come, co- come across desperate because, because I'm not, but for me, it was about a learning. Like I wanted to learn, like what about me was a turnoff for you? Or because I know I've felt this before, there wasn't anything that was really a turnoff. It just wasn't there. Like it was like, yeah, they're beautiful. They're funny. We get along, but it just, that something wasn't there. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, it was this thing that I didn't like that. I don't want to tell them that. No, sometimes it was like, no, there's just nothing there mm-hmm. in that way that I feel this need to pursue. Does that make sense? It does. It does. 
I, I, I'd like to say something about closure because I kind of, I feel very strongly about this. Yeah. No one owes anyone else closure. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a falsehood. I don't believe that if, you know, if you and I were dating and I chose to opt out of the relationship for my own reasons, I don't owe you an explanation. Yeah. And so I, and I, I think if we can drop the idea that we're owed closure, I think it frees us up to just release the other person. Yeah. You know, I, I like, I like they deserve more than a being ghosted though. Sure. Absolutely. Ghost. Yes. I I agree with that. And, and ghosting, um, some people, myself included need time to be able to express themselves. I'm not a quick, like I'm not a phone call kind of person. Like I can just express to you, you know, how I'm feeling about something. It takes me a while to kind of formulate how I want to say something. Yeah. And so for me, um, it may take me a day, you know, and I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm allowed to take a day absolutely, to decide how to respond to something, but I always will like, that's, you know, I, I don't ghost. I don't think that's appropriate, especially if I've been on two or three dates with someone or been intimate with someone, right. You know, especially if you've been intimate, but, um, if someone, you know, if, if I do break up with someone and they are belligerent toward me in that, then I'm done. The conversation's Absolutely. over. I don't owe them anything more because at that point it won't do any good. Right. You know? And so I think that we have to have, um, we have to know what our boundaries are in breakups, you yeah. know, be accepting and then know what our boundaries are and always try to be gracious. Like you said, try to, try to lead with kindness and gratitude. Yeah. You know, even if it was just two dates, you know, be grateful for that. Yeah. And, and then be accepting of the fact that they don't want to be, they're opting out is kind of how I look at it. They're yeah. opting out. Okay. So yeah, move on to the next, you know, move I on like to that. hitting again. So, I mean, that's just my own experience. I, I don't yeah. have. Well, I know that things like that. can drag on. I mean, it, I would say it's different if, and of course we're talking within the, in the context of, of dating, not if you've been married to someone, obviously oh, absolutely. that's a whole, yeah, there's we're a talking about, on there. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about dating. I'm with you. And frankly, to be honest, I don't even think ghosting is ghosting until you have gone on several dates together. Like if you go on one coffee date and never hear from them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, on one hand, I would say, you know, you could just do a quick, Hey, wasn't feeling it, whatever. But I'll be honest, those, I did a lot of, I don't consider this ghosting, but I went on a lot of first coffee dates and I just never called them back and never followed up. Never. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just let it go. Uh, that happens on the dating sites too. I've had that happen to me where I have a great conversation with someone and then never hear from them again. Yeah. Or I had one, um, where we actually planned to get together and then three or four days prior to that, never heard from them again. Hmm. That's okay. You know, because yeah. that, shows me right there that they don't have the ability to communicate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I met someone. I'm not interested in, you know, or I'm hello, I'm married, you know, kind of whatever yeah. it is. It's like, okay, that was a, you know, and yeah. <laughs> that's all fine. Yeah, I want to yeah, I want to go on record. I want to set a new standard. Here's what, here's what I think. It's not ghosting Mm-mm. until you have gone on 
a few dates. That would be my thought. It's if you've gone on one coffee date, I don't think you owe anybody a, Mm -hmm. Hey, I wasn't digging the coffee. I don't even fucking know you. I just met you for coffee. Right. Clearly, I'm not calling you back because I wasn't <laughs> feeling it or vice versa. Yeah. You don't owe me a fucking explanation after coffee Agreed. why you're not returning my text. I'm a smart adult. I could figure it out. You're not texting me back. It didn't work for you. Sure. I don't, you, we don't owe each other anything. But if you've gone on a few dates and had some really good conversations and you're, and you're, you've been led to believe at least the vibe that you're feeling is, hey, this is maybe going somewhere. At that point, you don't owe a long explanation, but you do own, you do, I think, you do owe that person, hey, I'm just not feeling it. Sure. That's it. Like, you don't need to say, I don't like, no, nothing else other than that. You owe at least, and I believe that can be done via text. Mm -hmm. Phone call to me comes into the picture once you've been intimate. If you've been intimate with someone, and I'm not talking about a hookup thing, like a one-time hookup. I'm talking about, you know, you've been dating and you've been intimate. Yeah. You can't fucking just go, I'm not feeling it <laughs> with a text. That deserves at least a phone call and just go, hey, listen, I just wanted to call you. I've I've enjoyed hanging out with you and um, you know, I'm just not feeling it or whatever the story is, you know, just a quick whatever. Then I think the next level is, you know, if you've been going out for a few months and you know, and it's kind of like you're going out every weekend together and really seeing each other. Yeah, for sure. That needs to be a phone call and in preferably person. Yeah. in person. Yeah. As long. Yeah. If you feel safe doing it that way. Absolutely. You know? um, Absolutely. Logan Uri's book, How Not to Die Alone, has a great chapter on how to break up successfully. Oh, and you I, know what? That's you, when I quit yes. reading it. That was like the last chapter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're like, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. Um, but she actually talks about making a plan, writing it out so that you and rehearsing it so that you are, you know, comfortable, but there's, there's a lot more layers to it than that, but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had someone, um, on the group that I run, someone was bitching and moaning about, um, someone that they were chatting with online just dropped off, you know, (laughs) and I was like, had you ever met in person? No. What you so you weren't intimate? No. Like okay, you don't. That that's not ghosting. Secondly, I will say this: if you reach out to someone and you don't get a message back, if you DM someone and they don't message you back, now granted, maybe they didn't get it. You can do it another. You know, do it again or do it another way. Whatever. Like there's there's options. But that, just because you contact me does not obligate me to reply. Right. <laughs> and I, I yes. even had that situation and I had a, a woman like when I didn't reply, she saw that I had read it and I never replied. Cause I was like, who the fuck are you? I don't even know you, you just message mm-hmm. me out of the blue and you think I'm cute and want to like, okay. You know, I mean, I appreciated it. A lot of times I would send back and say, Hey, thank you so much. I'm, you know, I'm not interested or whatever, but sometimes I was like, no, like, I don't, you're not going to obligate me. Yeah. And she's followed up with a really nasty, you know, there well, you're go. just a cocky baby, baby. And I'm thinking, there you go. Woman, <laughs> this, I just dodged a bullet. And yes. Saying that also, <laughs> that you said that when we were talking a little bit ago, that is also if how someone responds to a rejection tells you everything you need to know. Yes. 
about them. If yeah. they get belligerent and get all bitchy or dicky, mm-hmm. just thank God you didn't go down that road. Oh, yeah. Because that person's a, being shitty. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, did you ever ghost anybody? Let's see. Have I ghosted? I don't think so. I'm usually pretty... Um, I'm pretty responsive. Now I, after, after a breakup, if the person wants to continue talking to me, it just depends, you know, if they're, some people are like, yeah, we'll be friends. And, you know, we might chit chat a little bit here and there, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at responding. Like I said, I may take a while to formulate my response depending on, you know, what the, (laughs) the exchange is. Um, but I don't recall I don't recall ghosting anyone and that's because you're a good person. Well, I just, I just feel like, um, and it's not about having the last word. It's not about, um, it's just being respectful to the person and, and grateful. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I was perfect. I mean, there's been 13 years of this, so I probably somewhere in there I ghosted someone, but I wouldn't know because I mean, I can't remember, but most of what I remember of the last couple of years i don't ghost yeah that's good you you said something earlier about boundaries and i wanted to circle back around to that because i think it's important i want to put a stamp on that because you were talking about you know you don't owe anybody closure and i i agree and i also think that it would be super unhealthy that if you you know break up with someone and you give them your reasons and if they continue to want more closure or more closure or more conversation you are not obligated to do that. Like there isn't that's just not there. There you are not obligated to give them everything that their unhealthy self needs. Right. In order to feel good about the relationship, not going where they thought it should go. And I think that's probably a, a characteristic of people, you know, like you who are kind, you know, and you, you want, to be pleasing, you know, and to a certain extent, but also you have to have enough self-respect to be able to say, okay, no, I, I gave you the reason. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else for us to talk about here. Yeah. Um, go yeah, away. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a guy that I broke up with. Um, we only had like three or four dates. I can't even remember, but I remember when I, my, I gave him, you know, it was a phone conversation and I gave him, you know, the explanation of it was not in alignment with what I was looking for and his story as to why I was breaking up. He tried to on the phone call, he tried to get me to agree to the story he wanted to have about the breakup. It was very interesting. Yeah. He was trying to, um, get me to agree to, uh, it was his financial situation. It was his, it was these other things like, because other women had broken up with him over those things. He then didn't want one, I'm guessing didn't want, you know, whatever. I can't remember what my reason was, but he didn't want to add that to his list. So he was trying to get me to agree to the fact that his finances were part of the reason why I was breaking up. I was like, nope. I, and I stuck to my, I stuck to my reason and I said, you know, it just isn't in alignment with what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, you're a great person, all this stuff, but I just don't see us moving in the same direction. And right. so finally, you know, he was, 
yeah, it was just it was very interesting because huh. I was like, no, you're not going to manipulate what I'm saying right now, yeah. which is another, you know, yeah, good thing. I, you know, I, I'm not going to date you because obviously you want to control you know, control everything. everything so <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it it is ego. It is no one wants to be confronted with the idea that they are not desirable. I'm going to name off a lot of things. Desirable, good enough, smart enough, rich enough, successful enough, good looking enough or enough period. And, and what for anybody, the reality is because I've experienced this. I believe everybody's enough for somebody but not enough for someone else. You know, there are, I'm, I'm aware of who I am and where I am and what I am. There would be some women that I just wouldn't be enough for. Yeah. And that's okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's okay. You know, they're, and it's not, they're better than you. And that's why you're not enough. No, it's just not enough. Like different, you know, like it's just, I've, met so many wonderful women and even the women that, that rejected me, it wasn't that they were better than me or more attractive than me or any of those things. Like in the sense of like out of my league, we just weren't a good fit. And like, like just thinking of there's one particular woman that I'm thinking of super athletic, super fit, she really loves sports. Well, I fucking don't like sports like in that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I mean, I like the chiefs and you know, I'm not anti-sports necessarily. Um, but it's just like, I don't care about stats. I don't give a shit about how many yards someone's run or what they're throwing averages. Like I literally don't give a shit about that stuff. <laughs> And I, like, I find it just like, blah, blah, blah. like, I find that to be literally put a gun in my mouth, kind of like, no. And, and that's no judgment on people that like it. This is my point. Exactly. She needed someone that was into that shit that did know how many yards Patrick has, you know, <laughs> thrown and how many fucking yards someone else has run. It, that wasn't that I am not good enough. I just, I didn't fit that mold that would have been a good fit for her. And turn that back around, it wouldn't have worked for me. Had she not rejected me, I was going to be rejecting her soon. Like, because I was seeing all these differences. And, and then there's been times where it was a mutual, where, you know, where we both were being honest with ourselves. And even though there was an attraction there, we both were like, no, no like, yeah. like you're awesome. And, you know, you think I'm awesome but this isn't like, this isn't, this isn't it, you know? Um, now something that came to my mind, just as I was saying that I, I still am. So in your situation is different, even though you've been single for 13 years and you've had, you know, three or four different long-term, you know, relationships in there. Yeah. So it's not like a true 13 years. Because no, honestly, if it yeah. was 13 years, you'd not had that. No. I would literally yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, we're going to have a therapy session <laughs> right here on the show to help yes. figure this yes. out. Because yeah. that would that would be suspect. Like, sure. why the fuck have you gone that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're attractive. You're well-spoke. All these things. Like, what the fuck's going on? And it wouldn't just necessarily be that something is wrong with an individual that is in that situation. 
you've been divorced and now 10 years later, you're still single. You've had some dates, you know, maybe a couple, two or three monthers, but nothing. Well, I know that it's, it is common to ask that question. We've all asked it, that rhetorical question or that what's wrong with me. I had that question go through my mind. I've had it too. You know, that, that thought has come through my mind many, many times. And it's a legitimate question and it's a good question to ask, but it doesn't necessarily mean something's technically wrong with you. It might mean your standards are out of a line. You might be, uh, not in your own lane. You might like, you might not be getting out enough. You might not be look, finding quality people. You're not, you're making bad, de- you're making bad decisions. Your filter for what you're putting people through isn't. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so many things that are not, you're not a good person. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe what's wrong with you is how you're dating, you know, or how you're picking or where you're finding these people, right? Like if you're dating the Craigslist date thing. <laughs> um, so I think that's a, I think it's an honest question. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine anybody that's single that hadn't had that question. I, I had that question many times. Like there are many times I sat home alone. I thought, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. You know, like, like I've told you before, I've said it on the show many times. Like I thought I was decently cool and decently <laughs> right. good looking, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I thought like, man, I like, I decently got my shit together. I got a car and you know, like all these things would go through my mind and I would just, it would be very frustrating, very, um, what's the word? disheartening, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it was difficult. There were definitely difficult nights of me wondering. I was just three years, you know, just three years of, of not finding that special person, um, that I started asking that question and, and, and thank God that book, (laughs) that book, (laughs) you know, how to not die long, a die alone came into my life and, I was able to realize, okay, it's not that there's something wrong with me, but it's maybe I'm doing something wrong or I'm dating wrong or my approach is wrong. Does that make sense? It does. Like, it's not like I'm wrong. It's just like something I'm doing isn't, you know, like if you're, if you're struggling financially, you better be fucking asking, what am I doing wrong? Because you're definitely doing something wrong. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you a bad person. No, not at all. Yeah. There there's change the approach, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Get a better job, make more money. Like there's so many things. What can you do differently to change your circumstances? That's it, Pammy. If you are not finding the person, that's what you have to ask. You have to ask how, what am I, what am I possibly doing wrong? Or what, maybe a positive way to ask this is, or say this is, what could I do better? Mm-hmm. How can I improve myself, my date life, the quality of people I'm dating? You know, I mean. Yeah. And I would say when, you know, if you get to that point where you're asking that question, stop dating. And let, yes. and let that question percolate. And you know, and allow yourself not, not, not asking the question, what, what's wrong with me over and over again. You, the question has popped in your mind. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Shift it to 
what can I do differently? How yeah. can I make this better? But stop dating. Yeah. Because if you date in that space, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. So take the time, let that kind of just simmer, find some books, you know, whatever it is and start doing your homework, asking friends, whatever, you, you know, just exploring ways that you can change how you're dating. And then when you feel confident with that, then unpause yeah. and start, start again. Because I just, I, yeah. I feel like it's, it, you're doing yourself a disservice to date when you're in that space. Yeah. hundred percent. I put my, yes, I agree. 100%. Stamp of approval on yeah. that one. Came yeah. Out. I just think that's such <laughs> yeah. a great practice because you're just convoluting. You're not in a, in the right headspace because if you're asking, you know, that question, what am I doing wrong? And you continue to, to just plow forward. I mean, that's, I did, I did what you just said. I, you know, you know, I told, yeah. we've done it all live through the podcast. Yes. I quit all the online stuff and I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing any online stuff. I'm getting off all of that and I'm just going to let it happen organically while I continue to really dig into my own self. Mm-hmm. And you know, here, and here I am. Right. So I, I, yeah, I really think that's an important piece that if you got out of a long-term relationship and we talked about this last podcast, you got to take the time for yourself. But then once you get back out there and start, it's almost like playing football. It's like you've been on the sidelines, you get out there, you're playing, been roughed up. You've run a few, you're, you know, Go back to the bench, sit yes, down, yes, recoup, yes. regather, get your strength back up, rehydrate, yep. you know, <laughs> rub a little Bengay in your knees and then go back out there. Yep. I think it's, I think it's that, I think it's the same thing that if you've gone out and got a little bumped and bruised and take time to heal up, yes. you know, it's, yep. it, I don't think it's always, it, it won't be the same amount of time for everyone, but right. you know, I know for myself when I've dated someone, um, and you know, a month or, you know, a month, maybe let's just right. say, I mean, it's a minimum right, right. <laughs> of a month and it didn't work out whether I opted out or they opted out. I take a break yeah. because for me, I want to reset because something, something was not in alignment. Yeah. So how do I realign with what I want? Yeah. And then when I feel that I'm in that space, do yeah. it again. And it, but you know, there's, there's been, um, there's been times when it's been a day or two, there's been times when it's been a month, you know, I mean, there's just, you have to know yourself and you won't know yourself until you try. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few times I remember early on, I was like, all right, I've given it 10 minutes. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some people rebound a little bit quicker than others. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't, I didn't really have any, um, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I want to make sure I'm honest here. I definitely had, like I've said before, my last year of dating before I met Jessica, I definitely had way changed how I was dating, who I was dating and all of the things. So those relationships were, were rather than a, a two or three week little thing, they were definitely, a, you know, a month, two month, three month kind of a situation, um, before I, you know, finally landed on, on Jessica, but um, in between each of those, yeah, there was, you know, a week, you know, cause we went out for like a month and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a week and just chill out for a minute here and, you know, kind of regroup and, and then 
get back out there though i always i always i i, I don't know this is the maybe the disney part of me <laughs> that magical love story yeah that romantic part of me is i'm always open to like i was always the yes person like if someone said hey i want to have you meet someone i'm like okay like i wasn't i just felt that that was important to just never know like you just right. never know like I, I was even reflecting on uh my story my love current love story with my one and only for the rest of my life love story with jessica <laughs> <I> love that <laughs> you know we both her and i shared a little bit of our story on the on our wedding website and it was cool for her and i to reflect on that first time we met and and reflecting on what we were thinking about each other and it was cool for me to hear her reflecting on she remembered when i showed up like she remembered seeing me and and you know and and i remembered seeing her i remember what she was wearing i, I it's very vivid in my mind yet her friends commented on the story they were like you know for us it was just a blip it was just a blip in the in, of time but for you and jessica it was so much more because they were reflecting because they were with jessica that night so they they also saw me and were encouraging her to go talk to me so so it, like it was cool because her friends experienced the whole thing too you know i'm seeing her she's seen me her friends commented to her like hey did you see that guy over there and and that was just this moment in time yeah and the key element this is what i always try to communicate with everybody single that this is so important i talked to her and i got her information <laughs> yes. it wasn't till eight months later that we actually went out but i got her information you know it's like and i'm a i'm a magical mystical you know i all that kind of stuff is important to me right but i'm also not an idiot meaning you know what if it's meant to be we're running each yeah, other again you're not gonna wait that's for, so fucking yeah. no <laughs> for fate this to... is the, this is fate just fucking brought you together <laughs> right? right now get the fucking number yes like that was such an important piece that had i just said you know um, if it's meant to be i'll run into her again i did run into her and i needed to make sure to capitalize on that so I always tell single guys or girls, like if you see someone that intrigues you talk, don't be afraid to talk to them and even get a number if you want to, or, or the easiest thing is I can't tell you how many Instagram follows I did. <laughs> right. I mean, dear Lord have mercy. I got more dates from Facebook, not dating Facebook, but just Facebook and Instagram, Pammy, mm -hmm. just liking a profile or liking a picture, making a comment. And they apparently found me interesting and replied back. And then that, that's how I got, I think I got more dates doing that than I ever got on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, or any of them. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like, and I think it, women can do that too. And yes. we're in a different era now. I mean, it's not, our parents and our grandparents where the guy has to ask the woman out or, right. you know, in a hetero situation, it's not necessary. And I, I have a, a friend who 
she they're married now. She asked for his number. Oh, she saw him in a bar and she was bold enough to go up to him and ask for his number. And yeah, they're married now, you know, so I think that it's important to to understand that there are no roles. Right. And when it comes to dating anymore, I mean, just if, if someone intrigues you find out about them. Yeah. And you know, it could, it could be nothing. Right. Like I had many of those that that just fizzled or after chatting for a bit was like, no, you know, not what I'm into or whatever. No harm, no foul. But you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't tried. Right. And that I think is an important thing. Yeah. And I just think, Jessica and I were just talking about it last night that, and we were so just thankful that we took advantage of, of that interaction. The reality is this is, I think this is, I think this is true. I'm a hundred percent sure. Actually, this is true. So she was singing that night. I definitely saw her. You know, she saw me, she told me she did. When they took a break is when she came over to talk to me. So, so she took that step to come over and talk to me. Now, granted, she was working the room and talking to a lot of people. Were you her first stop? But I was her first stop. (laughs) (laughs) She did. Yeah, she did come over to me. She had a mission. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely wanted to see me or talk to me. So, and I just remember, you know, I remember that like it was yesterday. It's very, it's very stuck in my brain especially now, but I still remembered it. You know, I remembered it even before we were even an item. I remember, man, that girl in Eureka, I wonder how she's doing. You know, she would pop in my mind a lot and we would chit chat through uh, Instagram and there were, and we talked about this and this is, again, this is all for people to learn. You just never know. Part of what kept me interested in her is she would comment or like my stuff. And it was very, very particular things that she would like. Like if I took a picture of whatever, something else, like a picture of the fall, fall trees or picture, whatever. But there was, it was specifically when I would do some kind of a selfie. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was you some, were in the picture. Yes. I was in the Smart picture. Girl. <laughs> she would like it. Yes. And that was curious to me because, you know, I don't always see when I get likes or whatever, but there were times I'd be like, oh, oh well, there's Jessica. She's, she loved my picture, you know, <laughs> and it would always make me smile. And I always thought. That's specific. Like she specifically is liking that. Mm-hmm. And that was just so curious to me. And it kept her in my mind. And so, because it was pretty sporadic. I would say, I would say maybe at least monthly, we would chit chat a little bit, or I'd be finding out, hey, when's your next concert? I want to make sure to come. And and she she would always say things like this, and I have I have all this on I have proof of all the stuff all the stuff I'm <laughs> saying. Saved I saved all it. <laughs> but she would say, "I hope you can make it. I w- it'd be really great to see you again." Well, I was like, "Well, that's a little extra." Like, yeah. what is she? I mean, it always made gave me little flutters in my tummy, you know, because I was always like, "I think she's very. I think she's, she's interested." Flirting with yes, you. <laughs> I was I was picking up what she was yeah. putting down. Yeah. Now, clearly, I was flirting with her. I mean, obviously, I'm the one. I'm the one that did ask her for her Instagram. Like I did pursue that. 
Um, but she, we, what I'm trying to say is it, we both played an important role in where we are today, which is engaged. We both played a role. It wasn't just all my pursuit and it wasn't just all her pursuit. It was a mutual, you know, I was doing a little bit more of the maybe pursuing, but she was definitely keeping me, keeping her in my mind. And so, you know, to all the ladies out there, like Pammy said, there's no gender specific, the guy has to pursue. No, they don't have to pursue. Yeah. Not they, anymore. Right. They, they might be interested that just, you know, I mean, think about it, just flip it. If a girl, does, if the guy's always doing the pursuing, you think he's all thinking, well, man, she's not interested. She's not pursuing back. No, you just pursue until you get a clear yes or a clear no. Right. It's the same, vice versa. And I would say, women, help a guy out. Show him that you're interested. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a very D personality. I'm a very driver. I'm a go-getter, all that kind of stuff. And I found it very appealing that she was just giving me little nuggets of, I see you, Timmy. Like, I see you. I liked it. I was flattered by it. It kept her on the forefront of my mind. And I would say it was, it played an essential role in why we're engaged today is that she kept just dropping little nuggets, little, little crumbs for me to go. Oh yeah, that's that girl. She, she's like my picture. That's interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in fact, that's what led to me asking her out finally is that she had liked a picture and it was a very specific, like it was a very specific, like, I think I took a picture of myself and said, here's my outfit for today or something. And she's very specifically, I think made a comment even. And I was like, okay, I'm asking her out because I think here's what, what, and this is maybe some insight for women on men. Even someone, I would say I'm really secure, fairly, at least fairly secure. Um, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm super secure about it. Uh, there's still, even for someone that like me, who would be very secure, there's still insecurity, right? Oh yeah. And, and it just helped me out to, to realize that if I asked her out, I think she's definitely going to say yes. That helped me. And, and I'm a secure person. Imagine someone who's not secure or minimally secure. It would be very helpful because men and women, I don't want to get rejected. You know, there, I've definitely have felt situations where I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what vibe I'm getting here. And so I was uncertain. So I, I didn't do anything. Um, right outside of, you know, a few shots and it's like, I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to try anyway. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. You know, so I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful for women to know, but uh, I've always said that I don't mind pursuing, but don't fucking run away from me. Yes. If you're playing hard to get, I, and I had that happen. I had someone tell me, well, I was just playing hard to get. And I'm like, well, like, There's I'm no not need. into that. Yeah. I don't want that. There's no need for that anymore. We're way beyond that. Honestly, like, yeah. especially at our age, we're don't play games. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's a game. There and and here's the thing. I I love chivalry. I love it when a man opens a door for me. Um, you know, all of those things. Those things can still happen. 
doesn't mean that they have to make the first move in order for those things to still happen. I mean, dating website, Bumble, Bumble is women have to make the first move. Yeah. I always like that. It's, it's, you know, and hinge is kind of set up the same way where you, one of you has to make the first move, but it doesn't always have to be the man. So it's, you know, I think we have to give up on the idea that if they don't pursue you in the beginning, that they're not interested. I mean, there could be multitude reasons why a man isn't, you know, or didn't whatever, you know, maybe you gave off a a vibe that said you weren't, you know, stay away, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think we have to be, we have to drop the idea that it has to be the old way. And and, and we're just, we're just, we're in a different space now. Yeah. Let's just, you know, if you want to date someone, ask them, say something, yeah. get the ball rolling and then, you know, go from there. Yeah. And you never know the person's personality. If they, maybe they're shy. Could be. You know, they're just super shy and, and it would be helpful if you did make the first move to give them more confidence in, in pursuing you. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a helpful tidbit for, for people to, to understand that there is just no. It has to be the man or it has to be the woman. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. If you're intrigued, make that first move. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a weird one. Right. And someone, you know, and if a man is interested, he will pursue. And if a woman is interested, she will pursue. Yeah. The, you know, and so, yeah, I think we, we just need to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, just start doing it. <laughs> and then the the final thing that we were going to talk about today is the toxic dating patterns and gosh, I'm sure we could have a list of those. I think the key is that first word is recognize. Yes. Acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge, acknowledge, you know, be able to, yeah. like we talked about when we talked about, you know, what's wrong with me or whatever, or how could I do this better when it comes to there's, so there's the dating portion and then there's the relationship portion. You know, you've gone out, you're going out a few times. Yeah. You, there's as many People on the planet, I'm sure there are that many different patterns that are bad or unhealthy. You just got to recognize them. You know, do you, do you like second date? You're, you're want to move in with them and want to propose like that's a toxic pattern, you know, like that, that's not a good pattern. And so you need to look at that. What is that? Are you, are you falling too fast and why and revealing too much too quick that was something I had to learn um, for myself because I'm such a romantic, I'm such a lover that if I can know pretty quick whether I like someone or not, and I can know pretty quick whether I think there's a potential or not, but you can't know in one date, even two dates. I mean, even with Jessica, we moved pretty quick, even though we held off on intimacy. Yeah. After the first date, I mean, I didn't think she's the one, but I remember, I think I I remember thinking to myself, huh, that was a really enjoyable date. There's potential. Yeah. Like I want to go out again. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I did. I think that that day, I think, you know, later on that night I said, Hey, I'd love to go on a second date if you'd be down. You know, I didn't, even though I was feeling, you know, by the second and third date, yes, I was definitely thinking, wow, like she's definitely very interesting, but we hadn't experienced enough yet to, you know what I mean? Like I hadn't, yeah, I mean, I, my, I had the feelings, the feelings were there, but then I needed to really verify those feelings, you know, cause how many people, we all know this, including all of us, 
you get the quick feelings, you know, I think I'm in love. And then, you know, next week, whatever happened. Oh, well, <laughs> he ended up being yeah, an alcoholic yeah. or he ended up or she right. ended up being a fucking psycho bitch or, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. the thing is. And not that it has to always be bad, but it's just like, you know, you, you thought you were in love and then no, I yes. wasn't. So I, I think whether you feel those feelings or not, keep that on the inside. Like, don't let those out yet. Just keep dating. Yeah. Go out, do fun things together, get to know each other, keep hanging out Yeah. until there's a clear, no more hanging out <laughs> or if there, if you don't get a thing of no more hanging out, just keep hanging out. Yeah. I remember uh, I've mentioned this before, but I had gone out with someone. I think we were on our fourth or fifth date and it was going, it, you know, it was going just fine. And I remember like the third or fourth date, she was like, where is this going? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I was planning on taking you to, you know, fucking <laughs> Capitol grill and grab a bite to eat. I mean, well, I don't need to, what do you mean? Where are we going? Where, what do you mean? And of course I knew what she meant, which is where is this relationship going? And, and that actually, we, that breakup was not a bad one, but that question for me, I knew that was the end. When I got that question and how she asked it, I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't because it's clearly not going where she wants it to go. It was too early to define the relationship. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah she was definitely, and she told me, she goes, I want to be married by this time next year. Kind of a thing. And I was like, oh, okay. wow, this is a third date. Yeah. I, I don't mm. know. Uh, <laughs> like, wow, I feel pressure here. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, feeling those feelings is one thing. Right. Feeling in your mind, where is this going? Gosh, I get it. I've, I understand. But you got to give it time. Now, if it works, you know, again, Jessica and I, I felt like, yeah, it, it, it has been a quick relationship. Um, but not, not crazy quick, but just, it's been moving forward because neither one of us had any signs of, of delaying that there was no, there was nothing that was keeping it from continuing to move on. Even in a relationship that is going well, it's just where we are in our lives. Both of us were at a certain place in our lives, looking for a certain thing. It, it just, the planet's really aligned in this particular situation, but we very easily could have just kept dating for a year. And then she moves in and then da, 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 da. Right. so there's no, that's why when we said the very, very beginning, there's always exceptions to the rule and not just exceptions to the rule. There are all different kinds of ways that people meet, people connect, people date. Diff it's all so different. There's no, this is exactly how it, you date for a year, right. you live yeah. together for a year no and then formula. you stay engaged for a year. No, just, don't be a buffoon, you know, don't be, <laughs> if all your friends don't like this person, listen to that. Listen we did a pack, did a whole podcast on that, you know, but, but if everything's looking good and everything's feeling good and everything, all the friends like all the family like, and everything's going good, well then, then, okay, fine. Then that is a different situation, you know? Um, now if you've dated 10 years and they've not proposed, <laughs> Yeah, you, unless yeah. you don't <laughs> want to get married, and they don't want to get married, and that's something sure. you've already pre-talked. But I just had a conversation with a girl the other day, and she's like, "You know, we're coming up on our tenth year, and he's not asked me to marry him." And she said, "You know, you get engaged." She goes, "Just kind of is irritating me. Like, why hasn't he after ten years?" And I'm like, "That's a that's a valid question. Like, I would be curious to know 
like 10 years. That's a long, yeah, that's a long, long time. time. You know, I, I don't know. Again, there's no formula. 10 years, I think is too long. <laughs> unless yes. there's, unless you've decided, right. If unless it's a conversation you've yeah. already had. Yeah. I would say, I guess in my mind, I'm not, this is not a hard, fast rule, but I would say if you've dated someone for a year, and they've not said anything or had any movement towards any kind of like commitment. If you want to get married and if they say they want to get married. Yeah. If you've gone together for a year exclusively, that should have been a conversation at some point. Like if you've gone a year that, I don't know that. What do you think? Am I, am I? No, I agree. I mean, I think even, I think before a year, those conversations would come up if they don't come up and it's been a year, then there's something else going on there that you, yeah, like you, what are they waiting on? Or have you just not communicated? I mean, no. that it isn't up to one person. That's, I think what we have to understand is like the idea of getting married isn't just one person's idea Yeah, in a couple. I mean, you, you have to both be in agreement for that. So yeah. it isn't up to him. It isn't up to her. It's up to you as a couple. Yeah. And those are conversations that you should be having all along. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, when you first meet, you talk, you know, you both want to get married. Well then in, you know, six months, you should be talking about that, yeah. you yeah. know, or it shouldn't be a, she's waiting for him to ask. Right. You know, 10 years down the road. That to me doesn't make sense. Why hasn't she brought it up? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not saying. I'm not, I don't know this particular couple, so I'm, yeah. I don't know anything about them, but I'm, it's just, I'm like, it doesn't make sense that she would wait, yeah, you know, 10 years to bring it up either. So yeah. I kind of feel like there, there's, <laughs> there's yeah. accountability on both parts. Right. And I'll, I'll, so as I'm, as you were talking, it brought up in my mind, you know, you and I are older. Yes. We're, we're young, but <laughs> we're, we're young. So that makes sense that for us, like time is uh, time's going. And so like, I definitely don't want to wait 10 years to date someone and whatever. The only thing that I can think of is, yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're 18, 19, 20, 21, well, yeah. Okay. Fine. You're in college. Obviously, you know, you've got four years of college or more, depending on what your, what your degree is. That could be the delay. But again, the conversation should be there. Exactly. But, you know, like I said, if you're 20 dating someone, yeah, okay, fine. A year of dating someone when you're 19 or 20, I can understand not talking about marriage or even the potential for marriage. So I kind of, this is for those that would be, you know, 30 plus, you know, people that are in their lives, they're adults fully, they know what they're doing, they know where they're going. That's the crowd I'm really talking to. Those that would fall into the younger age, yeah, it's a little different. But, you know, I wouldn't say even if you're 20 and you're dating someone for, you know, three, four, five years, college is getting ready to come to an end. Well, what the fuck are we doing? Right. You know, what? what is this? Was this just a college thing? Yeah. Do you have a plan? Yeah. Is, is there it, something yeah. that at least, as you said, at least a conversation? Yeah. At least something that is being talked about. Absolutely. So, yeah, toxic. I don't know about toxic patterns. I just don't, I, I can't think of them in my head, except a couple things that I've coached with people. One, you're, you're constantly sleeping with people and then it, it breaks up. Again, this is just 
this has nothing to do with any kind of morality because I'm all for the hookup phase. I'm all for all of it. Um, but I think that sleeping with someone so quick, unless you're just in the hookup phase, then do that. But if you're looking for a committed partner, I think that sex shouldn't be the first thing. I, I, I really just feel that if you're looking for a life partner, you're looking for connection, you're looking for compatibility, you're looking for attraction. And usually when you have those, the sex will be great or it can learn to be great. You can learn each other. Um, I don't know. Am I wrong there? No, I think you're right. Do you? I do. <laughs> I do to me. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So I think that, that because I can't tell you the number of people and you know, mostly women that have come to me to say this and they just, they're hurt because like, I really like this guy. And as soon as I slept with them, I didn't hear from him anymore. I'm like, well, how long were you dating? I'm like, Oh God, well, yeah, <laughs> like, you really weren't dating that long, you know? And, and I, it, my heart, you know, my heart hurts for them. It's like, ah, oh, gosh, dang it. You know, you just gotta not give that up so quick. You know, you gotta wait until, you know, you feel like there's some kind of mutual can not just connection because you can have a connection in one night, but you know, that there's more to it there. Again, if you're not looking for just a hookup, if you're looking for a life partner, get the connection first, get, get, get the basis. Yeah. Get the basis for a good relationship right. first. I mean, that's, you know, that's what Jessica and I did. I mean, I knew I was really crazy about her by the time intimacy came into the, and you know, and I was, you know, I'm a guy, you know, I was down for it, <laughs> but I also knew I was really catching some feelings for her. And I, I was even smart enough and she, she's the one that brought it up first. She said that, you know, she didn't want to jump to that. And that was music to my ears. You know, I was like, thank God she doesn't want to, because I'm a guy and I would, and I don't want to mess this up. You know, I want to really get to know her and honor her and respect her and then have that be a real special thing. Not just, we went out, had a few drinks. I'm feeling saucy. She's feeling saucy and we had fun again. Nothing wrong with that. People do that. That's a hookup phase. It's all good, but it's not, not if you're it, looking for, it's great. If you uh, want a prom date, it's right. not good. If you're looking for a life. Partner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's taken me a while to get there. <laughs> you yeah. know, to, you know, I, I had this conversation a year ago with my brother and, um, you know, it, it, and so I, you know, growing up, um, in the religion that we grew up in, you know, I was, I was a virgin when I got married. Like it was, that was in, intentional. Yeah. So, you know, and I had this thing in my mind that that's an important piece of a relationship that is that I want to know about before I get married. So I wouldn't do that again. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't choose to be, uh, not have intimacy with the person that I would be in a long-term relationship with. But I think just having learned from experience, um, that it can happen too soon. Yeah. And if it does happen too soon, then you're not giving yourself time to get to know the person in all the other yes. ways in the, in the, in the ways that the relationship is going to in the foundation, the relationship is going to yeah. be built on because sex may be amazing, but you can't build a long-term no. relationship on sex. No. So it, you know, you, 
you have to know that person and you know are you both in agreement with where this is going too i mean that's you know are you in the whole phase are you not are you looking for a partner like where are we going to commit to dating each other and pursuing a relationship with each other yeah that needs to i think that conversation should be had before sex is involved yes because Otherwise, you might be on two different pages. Yeah. I mean, much of my early dating, if I'm honest, if I'm, I, I might as well just be vulnerable. That's really all I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted the affection. I mean, I wanted all of it because I, you know, but it, for me, I just wanted to have sex. I just wanted to get laid. Like every time I went out, even if I didn't like the person, like thought there was a future, I was down to do that. You know, I'd go on a coffee date and be like, I'm not feeling it with this person, but I'd sleep with them, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I was very honest about that. Like I was very, I never led anybody astray. I never said, no, I'm ready for a relationship. I was very honest and said, I just got divorced. I'm not looking for any kind of hardcore commitment. I'm looking to have fun, you know, and date around, you know, whatever. Um, now I, I was willing to be exclusive in that hook up if someone was willing to hook up enough that you know is you know what i'm saying like yeah, if, if they're like exactly. wanting to hook up pretty frequently then i'd be like oh yeah i'll definitely just be exclusive with you now that doesn't mean at some point i might not come to you and say hey listen i've met someone right. I, what i mean is i'm just not going to sleep with anybody else right but i'm still going to date yeah. you know and and again that was just what i wanted to do and how i wanted to do it and and i don't have any regrets um and I, the reason I was honest about it is because I didn't want to lead a woman astray knowing all I wanted was sex. And as soon as I got that, I was going to be done. I just didn't want to be that guy. And so, and weirdly, most of the time when I was just honest, even though they were like, yeah, I really am looking for a relationship, but I'll stay the night tonight. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. there were many women that were like that. They were yeah. just like, you know, I, I want a relationship, but I won't want to sleep with you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, so now that I didn't feel bad about. Um, so, you know, I would say that to, to everybody out there listening, like guys, you know, don't, don't, don't be a player, you know, don't, don't play women. I, I just, that hurts my heart because I really care. Like I really care about people and I, and women are being vulnerable. Sex is a very vulnerable thing. I just didn't want to do that. I just did not want to try to yeah, woo some woman just to get her in my bed. And then I don't know. I just couldn't do that. I just yeah. couldn't do that. That just, that, that just wasn't for me, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I really stick by that though. I do stick by that. Just don't lead with that. If you're looking for a partner for life. Um, Yeah. That's all I would say about yeah. that. So yeah. that, that would be a toxic to me in my mind, that would be a toxic yeah. uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping with people too quick. It, the breakups are happening. Clearly sleeping with this person didn't make them commit to you. It never will. I don't know why we've all thought that if, if I can just sleep with them, they'll love me. I'm like, no, that yeah. never works. You know, just give them what they want. Cause here's what they, I've had, I had a woman say this to me. She said, well, if I didn't sleep with him, he would stop going out with me. I'm like, 
uh, he stopped going out with you after you slept with him. Right. Like, <laughs> so how it like, was a lose lose. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is bad all the way around. You know, now if you enjoyed the sex, fine. If you didn't care, then fine. But I can tell just the way this conversation is going right now, you do care yeah. and it did hurt and it did bother you. You're crying about it. So clearly this is a pattern that's toxic and you shouldn't engage in that pattern anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Pam, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm literally, as I'm talking, I'm thinking in my brain, what are taught? What are some actually, you know what? I can maybe well, just Google it. Well, I'm believing, I think one is um, believing that every person that you go out with is your person oh, versus yes. just yeah. allowing yourself to get to know someone before you narrow your field. Of, yes. You know, I mean, because I think you, you take away your ability to discern um, more about someone when you you're like, oh, my gosh, like they're this, 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 and they're they're my person too soon. Then you're, you know, you're yeah. going to you're going to narrow your your eyesight, you know, and, and your ability to uh, see the red flags and all of those things. Yeah. So I, I Googled uh, toxic relationship signs of toxic relationships and i think these would be patterns to recognize within yourself this is actually a pretty good list um getting into where you're the caretaker you know you're doing everything you know and this person's just not contributing to the relationship it's only you that contributes to the relationship this is this is a, a thing i teach a lot in relationships is where all relationships are give and take they should always be mutually beneficial yes if you're in a relationship where you're giving, 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 and they take, 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 that's toxic. And so you have to recognize that if you're in a toxic, imbalanced relationship where you're the one giving the most, you're the one chasing the most, you're the one spending the most, you're the one anything, that's toxic. And I, I just met with a client uh, last week that is just running around crazy for this person. And this other person's not doing shit. And I'm like, this is out of balance. Yeah. Like this is an out of balance. This is out of balance. You you need to adjust this, you know? So that's, that would be a toxic thing. And if you, if you have that, um, the idea, oh, they need me. Oh God. That, that that's the goes worst. along with yes. that. It, and, and I've had that, like, that's I, brilliant. That just that right. idea of, um, they, they need me in their life. And so, yeah, that, that doesn't work out well. I'll tell you right now. That was something I did, someone I was not looking for, it, someone that needed me, someone that wanted me. Yes. But there's that of someone needing you versus wanting you and the, and, and sometimes we all are sucked in by, well, they need me. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be needed. And, and especially as a guy, sometimes you want to rescue someone. You know, there's this damsel, that, damsel that in distress, toxic. very toxic. And, and I want to be there to, to rescue this person. But yeah, just going back to what I just said, I, I, I did not want that. I didn't want someone that was that needy like that. You know, that's why it was important to me. One of the things on my mental list, I never really wrote this down per se, but one of the things I had on my mental list, which was someone that had their own life, yes, their own friends, their own career. I just, I wanted someone to have a life. You didn't want the, someone who needed you for everything or who wanted you to be their everything. Uh, yes. That's right. exactly 
how I feel, you know, and, and I, and I learned that, um, I kind of felt that way in my marriage. Yeah. I definitely felt that way in my marriage. It felt like I was his everything. Like, yeah. and it, and it, it became too, it was too toxic. Like it became too much of a burden yeah. for me to have to be everything to him. Yeah. And, and it's just, I've known that for a long time, yeah. but even more so now in having established myself as an independent woman, I know I don't need a man for everything. Right. And I know I don't want that in return because I've experienced a lot of life and I've experienced a lot of things that I want to do by myself yeah, or I want to do with my girlfriends, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. So I think it's important to, to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, it's, it's, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's an elusive thing. You know, it can kind of suck you in, you know, that, that feeling of, Oh, they just, they need me so much. And, you know, yeah, it feel, it can feel really good it can, yeah. until it doesn't feel good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when, you know, Jessica and I spend pretty much like we're together all the time, you know, I mean, she goes off to work and, and I'm working, um, but we're together most every evening. And, and of course she has, you know, shows and gigs and things going on. And, and if I don't have weddings, I'll go. And if I do have weddings, I don't. And, and if it's just too late of a show, like she was like this show, I go on stage at 10 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to that <laughs> show. <laughs> um, but you know, there's also, she's gone to a concert with one of her girlfriends and, I thought it was great. Like, you know, like yeah. I, she has friends. She has a life. She does things out. That's Granted, normal. <laughs> it is normal. And, you know, yes, we do a lot together, a lot. And I love it. We go see friends together. We hang out together. But what was so cute, she was like, would you be my Uber? Would you be our Uber that night? Yeah. She was my my girlfriend will come here. We'll have some drinks so she can meet you. And then would you Uber us to, you know, the Sprint Center? I, I know it's T-Mobile Center, but I like Sprint Center better. We all do. <laughs> We all do Kansas city. Do you That's hear right. this? We all do. I don't care if T-Mobile Except owns the service it. Just was change terrible. it to Sprint. Oh, really? The, oh, I never, well, I never had Sprint. Well, I did have Sprint for a while actually and could never send pictures or texts during a concert when I was in the Sprint Center. Very, <laughs> very That's, ironic. That's ironic. Yeah. Huh? Uh, so some other things that are listed here for toxic communication or toxic <laughs> patterns, toxic communication is one of them. Um, you know, what are your patterns? A toxic pattern would be, you know, passive aggressive or you hold things in and then you blow up mm -hmm. um, or just, yeah, anything that like, I love the Dr. Phil line. How's that working for you? Right. You know I mean? How's your communication, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? How you fight, how you fight is a huge deal in a relationship. Yes. Um, controlling behaviors whether you're the one that's extra controlling or you seem to get in relationships with people who are super controlling. I don't know what that's about. Um, if you haven't dealt with the dis, the resentment from a past breakup, this is why we say take time so you can work through that issue. So you don't bring that toxicity of resentment and bitterness into a new relationship to an innocent person. That's no good. Um, dishonesty, uh, now this is something where you have to just be really honest with yourself. <laughs> and this is hard. This is, I think this is a difficult thing for people to be honest with themselves about how dishonest they may be or how selfish they may be. Not many people, how can I say this? I'm not self-aware about everything in my life. I'm self-aware about some things I hope and wish 
that I am self-aware and I don't want to have any toxic parts of me, right? Like I would want to know, Timmy, you're kind of a little bit of a stretcher of the truth. You know what I mean? Like I would <laughs> uh -huh. really like to know that. Yeah. And so, you know, when I think about dishonesty, you know, clearly you don't want to be in a relationship where you're with someone who is dishonest, but for fuck's sakes, you might be the dishonest person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like who are you texting? Nobody. You were fucking texting somebody right. else. Uh, like if you're a shady fucker, you know, I know you're not going to tell someone, Hey, by the way, I know we're just now starting a date, but I'm pretty shady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I've, that's, I've cheated yeah. on the last 10 women I've right. gone out with. Okay. Someone's not going to do that. But all I can say is the other person is you should be able to pick up on that. I can pick up on shadiness a mile away. I can fucking feel it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that like, Oh, I'm just so awesome. I'm just saying, it's a, I'm perceptive. You it, and you an are energy, two people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an energy. Yeah. Don't lie to yourself. Well, it's just like you were talking earlier about the, the woman who messaged you on Instagram and you didn't respond. Well, there was a reason you didn't respond. Right. Because you responded to other people. Right. But there was something there that you picked up on that you did not respond. And what did you get exactly why you didn't respond? Right. She was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Like right. you just, there's a, there's energy in there. There's yeah. energy in everything. So like, that's how you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're aware. Yeah, exactly. Uh, patterns of disrespect. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Whew, that's a good one. So I think the toxicity there is that if you, if you allow people to disrespect you, if you don't hold enough respect for yourself to be like, no. Yeah. Like, no, that's, I don't, oh, absolutely. I'm not going to be with someone who, whatever. Yes. And, you know, I'm surprised at some of the even extreme stuff. Like I've heard stuff and I'm like, that should have been the end of the fucking relationship <laughs> right then. Like oh, there yeah. shouldn't have even been a conversation after that. I don't care who wanted to talk to you. That should have been it. Yeah. That was terrible. Yes. So, you know, man, we, we got to have enough self-respect for our own selves that we're not going to put up with bullshit yeah no one is worth dating if you have to lose your self-respect yeah there, there's no reason to do that i i had a a guy um who told me he was going to we were going to have a date at a certain time and like 45 minutes before the date he told me that he wasn't going to be able to get there um for another hour or something like that because he had done something the night before with a friend and stayed out late, blah, blah, blah. And so I told him, I, you know, I said, we'll talk later. I said, my time is just as valuable as yours. And that, you know, and that was it. Well, next thing I know, like he's, you know, gotten rid of our conversation on the dating website and all, and so I was just like, okay, we're done. Like yeah. he didn't like the fact that I called him out on the, being disrespectful to my time. And it wasn't like I was trying to be bitchy about it. I was just like pointing it out. I mean, you said you were going to be, and I knew how long it was going to take him to get here. He was already 15 minutes behind and then he wanted to push it another hour. Well, I already had plans, you know? And it's yeah. like, I, I, you should have told me this maybe this morning. Yeah. Then maybe I would have had a little bit more grace and acceptance, or you know, compassion. Sure. How do you situation. text you first thing in the morning? Right. Hey, listen. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I, so. But he, there was deceit behind it, and that's right. the reason why he didn't want to, you know, engage 
early in the morning and he told me later. So, which it's fine, you know, but yeah. those things happen. I wasn't willing to go out with him a second time because he yeah, did that. Deceit, yeah. That, you know, well, I like what you said. Yeah. It wasn't so much just about that particular situation, but there was also, there was the deceit behind yeah, it. Yeah. That's it's like, what, what, what do my parents always say? You know, it's like, I don't care so much that you did this. What I care about is you lied to me. Right. Like, Tell That's what I yes. hear you saying. It's yeah. it's not so much that the running late. I would imagine you're not like the running late police. No, you no. Know, I mean, uh, no. If someone's going, you know, if they're running behind and, you know, but we're already, we're going on a date and they're running 15 minutes behind. That's fine. Oh, sure. This was a completely different situation. And I'm yeah. not giving all the details for a reason, right, but right, right. there's a completely different situation. And he was definitely disrespecting my time. Yeah. And so I was just like, no, yeah, not going to have it. Yeah. And I think if, if more women and men, people in general, would have a little bit more self-respect, they wouldn't find themselves in fucked up situations yeah. like that. I agree. Uh, and then the last one I thought, this was fascinating, we'll, we'll end on this, and this is a big one, is uh, toxic financial behaviors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what would I say? So let me think about this for when I think about money. Obviously, the money conversation isn't anything you would have in the first few dates, not even maybe necessarily after you're intimate. But if this relationship is looking like it's going to be something that like, hey, I really like her. She really likes me. This might be something. I don't think a financial sit conversation is out of line. I think, you know, like I want to know, do you have a lot of debt? You know, do you pay your bills? Do you have good, decent credit score? You know, I don't need someone to be in a certain place. You know, I don't need them to have a certain credit score. I don't need them right. to have a certain amount of money and savings. I just want to know, and I think Steve talked about this and also Lance when we talked about it. I just want to know that they can take care of their own stuff. You know, you're yep. paying your own rent, paying your own insurance. You're paying your- Being like, responsible. Yeah, yeah, right. You're <laughs> responsible. You're financially responsible. Because, you know, I want to marry an adult. Exactly. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> Me too. I don't want to. I just I'm want not, an adult. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Marry a child. Be, no. Or yeah. boy. Right. <laughs> you know, I hear that a lot from, from women. Yeah. That like, I don't want to date a boy. What they're, what they're saying is they want to date someone who's, you know, mature. That's right. not. Yeah. It, emotionally mature. And I know that's a, I mean, that's another big topic and, and, and it's, kind of thrown around a lot, but it's so important. I, I, and that's why I always say emotionally aware and emotionally accountable yeah. because we all have some immaturity to us. Oh you God. Know? I mean, we just I do, do and for sure. So, but it's emotional accountability, but yeah, financial maturity, you know, I mean, just you have, there has to be, you have to grow up at some point, Yeah, you know, own your shit. That's yeah. the thing is like own your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I I think man, this was I think this was a good podcast. I think, so I, I think too. there was really some good information in there. Yeah, pat ourselves. <laughs> We're awesome, Pammy. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy and Pammy, all that love. We're great. We're awesome. <laughs> Here every week. No, I really do. I think this the the content in this one. Of course, I think all of our podcasts are great. I'll be honest. There's some that there's I've, some that, that I've we done. were like, eh, eh, whatever. Eh. It's a, we did <laughs> we it. We did it. <laughs> we did <Yep>. it. <laughs> but this one, I I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff. Recognizing the toxic, you know, uh, dating patterns that you might be in, or allowing yourself to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing what you do, but also knowing what you allow others to do to you. 
super yep. important. Uh, we might talk a little bit more about that is about how to recognize toxic in other people towards you, but, um, you know, breaking up better and then, uh, hand, how to handle rejection. Pammy, it's always fun. Yes, it is. Thanks, son. Thank you.